This is the EVP Podcast. It is time for another episode of the EVP Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am DVO. And I'm Ghosty. And I'm Beaker. And we're back again. And we were so spooked from Ghosty's last adventure in Alcatraz. But we came back. <laughs> we're now back. We're, now we're talking about more spooky things. Yeah, I didn't really have COVID. I was just afraid of Alcatraz. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> How are you feeling now? And I had COVID. Well, I don't know if you've noticed a little bit already in this episode. I, I have my sexy, uh, cold, deep voice yes. going on. So, treat very listeners. That's what they like, though. The deep I'm voice. I'm going to give them some of that, too. I did like your your attempt at doing the deep voice last week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Someone had to do it. It couldn't be ghosty. No, not of this high-pitched voice of mine. Apparently your balls haven't dropped yet. You guys have balls? Not anymore. You ever, like, you ever like listen to our podcast and be like, that's me? Because ghosty's over here like, hi, I'm ghosty. And then when he listens back, he goes, hello, I'm ghosty. Everybody. Hey, everybody. Yeah. That's such an inside and joke. Then, I'm sure no one knows what the hell we're talking about. And he's like, that's not me. I'm way more manlier than that. That's what I wish. All right, another episode, and we are talking again about the Bermuda Triangle, specifically submissioning ships. Missing ships. Missing ships. We got some missing ships over here. (laughs) From the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle, which has swallowed 9,000 people. And we're going to talk about some more. That reminds me of you. Bad joke. (laughs) Bad joke. You know how to swallow 9,000 people. (laughs) Your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty, dirty, dirty. (laughs) God. All right, well, let's get into it because we got some stories to tell. <coughs> so sit back, relax, grab a cup of whatever you want to drink, and listen in. Let's, play, let's cue, the, cue the thunderstorm music. After you listen oh, to this episode, <laughs> listen to the Buko Boys because apparently they talk about UFC sex facts or acts. Yep. I'm looking Andy's. at your notes for your Buko Boy. <laughs> You're reading the other notes. I'm reading the wrong notes here. <laughs> looking at hand jobs. <laughs> All right, so uh, Gozi, I think you got a couple you want to start with. All right, let me start it with the Ellen Austin. Okay, that's the tell name. me all about her. All right, so she's an immigrant. How ship. many does she she swallow? I think she was swallowed. Oh, okay. Show let me see how many she swallowed. Um, so this this boat was this is a crazy story about this boat. Um, what happened on this boat is. This one, uh, 1881 is when this one happened, and it was sailing on the Saragossa Sea when they found a derelict schooner out there floating around, okay. and they checked it out on, with binoculars and found it was empty. So what they did is, it was just kind of floating there, and it was kind of uh, like, that. they seen it there for a couple days before they decided to board it, and they boarded it and decided to kind of follow along their ship. And this ship, the way it looks, I guess if you've seen the Star of India in San Diego, yeah, yeah. it's very similar to that. So this uh, now this schooner that's been abandoned now has a little fleet on there. And so people from the Ellen Austin boarded this boarded little it, schooner. Yes, so they boarded it, decided to, to sail that next to the Ellen Austin so they can kind of follow it and then take that ship. Well, they got into a little bit of a storm and they got separated. Uh, once they kind of met back together, the ship was abandoned again. So now there's no more fleet. The fleet is, that they had just put on there is now gone. 
Mm. So now they're kind of a little spooked, but they decide, let's do it again. This time, let's like sound horns or bells to each other every so often and let us know we're okay. As they're doing that, they uh, a fog rolls in. Pretty thick fog. They're sounding their horns back and forth uh, till all of a sudden that abandoned schooner stops sending a signal. Um, then what happens is... Yeah, second fleet is missing. Again? Again. Second verse, same as the first. <laughs> and uh, so they... They eventually, this this is just kind of following them still, but it's abandoned until they just kind of lose sight of it and just disappears all together. Wow. But they ended up losing a bunch of people due to this yeah. little abandoned schooner that was just sucking up people. It was a haunted it schooner. It was a succubus ship. Oh, <laughs> it was. No. Sucking up fleets. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. That's pretty weird. But yeah, so that was Ellen Austin. That's kind of weird, though. Like, how, how did the whole fleet just disappear, with the, but the boat stays there? Not once, but twice. Yeah, twice. Well, obviously, probably thrice, because there was a... a uh, yeah, there was already, it was that. already empty. Oh, it is weird. And it's just weird, like... And the, how ship's these, just, the ship's fine, though. The ship's fine. The just ship the crew's continues to keep going, but the crews just end up missing. And it's still out there today. It probably is. <laughs> Who knows? The aliens... Aliens, man. Abducted the whole crew. And they're like, hey, it's the same ship. These morons are back. You get some more. Okay, so here's the next one. This all one's right. called the USS Cyclops. By far the coolest name of all the ships. Because, of course. <laughs> so they named this one because of how big it was, kind of like a giant ship. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like a what she navy. Said. This is like this the one-eyed monster. One-eyed monster. <laughs> so big. That's what, a, that's what a Cyclops is. That's right. It <laughs> is a one-eyed no monster. In innuendo. At all. So this one was a collier ship. <laughs> so that means they uh they oh, haul shit. Oh what are you doing? Oh I tapped the screen oh, and I fucked up right. the YouTube. Oh man. Alright, you got it back. I got it back. Okay. Oh I'm so sorry, YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this hauls coal. Um and it was going uh goes to Baltimore mainly. With this this time it was going to Baltimore. Okay. And this it's massive. This is a 542 foot boat by 65. So this is like two football fields long. So that's what they call the Cyclops. Massive. Um, this time they were hauling manganese ore, which is a denser ore, and they've never hauled it yet. And with it being heavier, they said it was about 10 to 11 tons. Anyways, uh, they were coming up. They say they were coming up with some issues while while it left. Because it was supposed to just go straight to uh, Baltimore, but instead it made a couple stops. One of the stops, the last stop, was in Barbados, which it was never supposed to make that stop. Uh, they said they made that stop mainly for more supplies, which it was already supplied to make it to its destination. So they are really iffy on why it made that stop. The, ca the captain had some urges. Whoa, oh, this is another <laughs> thing. I, like, hey, there's a nice little island over here. Let's make a, make a little pit like stop. It's like Tortuga. Yeah. Yeah, it probably had it's some, a whore port. some fire. <laughs> he had to put the fire out in his loins, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so, oh, wow. this was back in 1918. And they were about to make this trip to Baltimore. They stopped there in Barbados. And this was on March 4th. They take off. Never to be heard from again. And being that they stopped in Barbados, they had to go through the Bermuda Triangle. Now, there's a lot of speculations on what could have happened. Um, 
but they were able to kind of cross out bad weather. There was no bad weather reported or found out about, so they don't think it was a storm that took it. But there was also no distress calls, mm-hmm. and um, but they did have a lot of issues saying that there was problems with the ship before they left. Uh, another thing that they talked about was that it was overweighted. So they put way too much ore on this. Where they ha- there's like a line on these boats that that show where the the float the, when they sink past that line, they know they're too heavy. Uh, I guess they were past that line, and they still left anyways. Um, but aliens, man. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: is, is, this whole ship's gone, right? Even if it's heavy, and maybe it scraped along the bottom of pointed you know reef or underwater volcanoes or whatever they would have time to sink yeah it's not gonna they're not gonna just drop instantly underwater they're not gonna be submerged in an instant the the fact that there's no radio call or distress call is what's what's curious but i don't think you mentioned how many people were on this ship 309 over 300 people are on this ship just gone right aliens (laughs) well here's another thing too though uh this this was a well-known world war one carrier Mm-hmm. So, knowing that this was a naval carrier ship at one point, and it's still used as one, um, enemies could have known its whereabouts, being that it stopped, uh, I think it made another stop before Barbados, and then it went to Barbados and made that other stop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's giving enemies time to find its whereabouts, and then maybe watching it take off from Barbados, wait till it's far out into sea, and then boom, blast it. But again, the fact there's no distress call. Well, if they would have been bombed real quick, they couldn't make a call. Well, that size of ship's not going to get blown to smithereens. In Drop a bomb on that mag... Do you know what manganese ore is all about? I don't. Oh, no. What I if don't. it blows up? What if it's combustible? Yeah. I don't know. But is there any wreckage found? That's another thing. Yeah. No debris. Yeah. No debris. There was one diver who said that they found the USS Cyclops. And when he brought supplies and everything to go back to that spot to, to actually survey it and point it all out, it was gone. Hmm. He couldn't find it. There was nothing there in that location he had found something in. And so just he had to bag that. Interesting. Um, but that was another strange thing. They f- think that maybe there's a trench that it could have, that it, maybe it's not even in the Bermuda Triangle at all. But finding out more about this captain, nobody liked the captain. He was a w- well known that he was hated by the whole crew. Uh-huh. He was doing like mean things to the crew uh, to punish them for things, uh, as well as just being a weirdo. Like he's he was known to just kind of walk around in his underwear and his hat. Well, that would not fly in twenty twenty two. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, me too. You, not with the me too. Yeah, you can't walk around in your underwear, and you can't be mean to people. <laughs> so they think possibly there could have been a mutiny. Um, but people were talking about, well, even if there was a mutiny, they still would have the ship, and there would be crew. There yeah. would still be people alive. Yeah, they just would just tie up the captain. <laughs> unless the mutiny, this, unless the mutiny happened, and maybe the people that did the mutiny decided to kill off. The people who weren't part of them, or maybe, maybe so. Maybe now there's just a small crew of, of friends who takes over the ship and sails in another direction altogether, abandon the ship and do their thing. But still, there would be a ship. There would still be right. something found. There'd still be 300 people alive. <laughs> not if they killed them. Not if they killed them all. But I don't know. That's just a weird thing. 
but that there was just no wreckage found of the ship. But like, but maybe if they just didn't find, you know, maybe they're just looking in the wrong place. Maybe it could be a wreckage of somewhere else, and they're just not even bothered looking. Well, kind of like what the Flight 19 we talked about, where the planes all went missing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the planes, yeah. So, I mean, it's possible, like you said, they were not where they were supposed to have been. And they got lost, and that's why they're they're looking in the wrong spot for because the because they're not a captain, and they did this mutiny, and they're just sailing the ship, not knowing how to yeah sail it. Maybe so it could be something like that, or it could be aliens. Aliens, man. <laughs> now the USS Cyclops had two sister ships, uh, the USS Proteus and Nereus. So these were these were pretty interesting. These these ships also collier ships. Uh, they were running oil, coal. Um, uh, uh, men to other to other ports and to, and so forth and they were they were traveling all over the the seas um you know they did us they did us a job but after world war one they were delivering to places like the pearl harbor and, and in the caribbean now the proteus it, <clears throat> it left in november of 1941 58 people on board and they were going from saint thomas the virgin islands to norfolk virginia and within a few days this ship was gone. So in that route from St. Thomas to Norfolk, this ship disappeared. The USS Nereus uh, in December, so like within a month of this ship, was on this exact same route, and they had 61 men on board, and it also disappeared. So within a month of each other, on the same route, both of these ships disappeared doing the, doing the same route. Um, there, there was speculation because again, this was was right after the war uh, that maybe some Germans, some German U-boats might have might have sunk them, might have blown them up. Um, but again, no debris has been found. There was no record of Germans in the area. The Germans have denied it. They said we we didn't have any ships in that area. We were we didn't really have plans to to do that. So, so that that was just a rumor that maybe the Germans had has sunk these ships, but. Again, no Germans were in the area. The Germans have denied it, and again, the there's no debris. <laughs> but again, the um, thing is, no debris and no again stress calls. No people. stress calls of the ship. And people no, in general. Yeah, no lie. people. So yeah, no people lie either. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so everyone tells the truth all the time. But the mystery is, no distress call, no debris found. Just the entire ships are also missing from the route of the Virgin Islands to Virginia. Spooky, spooky. Aliens, man. Aliens. All right, Beaker, you got a, one or two there. But yeah, mine were found, though. Well, tell us about it. Oh, okay. So the first one, uh, for those of you that have seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I am not included in that category. I need to watch that movie. Um, but this, I haven't seen this first one is actually kind of featured in this movie a little bit, I guess. Um, it's called the USS Cotopaxi. Uh, first came around in 1918, I think is when it was built. And this, this ship was actually, uh, at least once before its disappearance, uh, had actually run aground and, and, uh, been damaged. And it took something like the equivalent of today's money, like $3 million to fix this ship after it ran aground. Um, it was, it was another just kind of like cargo supply ship. Uh, it would deliver coal, and it would go from uh, like Miami and or from Florida and, and that down to 
South America and back, you know, just transporting coal. Um, I guess in 1925, on one of its trips, it was uh, it left uh, Charleston, South Carolina, actually, and was on a, is on its way to Havana, and they had like this one. It was it was hauling coal, and there was like 32 people aboard. Um, at one point, I think it was when they were on their way back. Um, they actually sent out a distress call uh, saying they were taking a water during a tropical storm. And that was the last anyone heard or saw of the ship. Or so we thought. Uh, until 2020, recently actually. Okay. Uh, January 2020, so two years ago. Uh, there was a ship that was actually found off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida in 1985, I believe. And uh, no one knew what the ship was. They couldn't identify it. They, they didn't know the markings or, or anything like that. And uh, at one point, I think they actually just started calling it the... Um, the uh, bear ship uh, until the, like it's a, like the animal bear yeah the animal like bear okay. I wonder why did they do that I don't know it doesn't it say oh it says uh, they dubbed it the bear wreck but they couldn't identify it they didn't know what the ship was sea bears attacked it oh bears. sea, sea bears. bears yar the sea bears came and got the ship and they they sank it to the ground mauled <laughs> um, it they mauled it to they the mauled ground. it um, this is perfect because Tim's a bear. <laughs> I, I am. Or Beaker's a bear. Yeah. Who's Tim? <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, we killed Beaker him. Beaker killed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I guess there was like other ships that were like this. And, and there was a common problem on these ships that were that they were built. Um, I guess there was like some defect that... When it yeah, rained. they supplied them with sea bear bait. Sea bear uh, bait. Oh, man. Sea bear proof is so, the problem. So yeah. people are sea bears bait now. <laughs> <laughs> proof of the sea bears. Yay. Uh, y- what? I don't, where the was problem I? with the ships. The problem were. with the ships were. Um, uh, so they'd take on water and it, they would like on the deck. Like it, it should be like the number one thing about ships is that they don't take on water. Right. <laughs> That's you what think. I would try to <laughs> so, do if I were to build one. I guess it actually took on water and like the water we get trapped in the cargo hold and it would cause these ships to like, you know, get, take on weight and, and not function properly. Probably seawater is not good for, no. like sea salt water is not good for, for your cargo. <laughs> but yeah, so they took on the, they sent out, they, this is the one I actually sent out a distress signal. Um, and... You know, it just kind of vanished. Like I said, nineteen eighty-five ish, there was the ship, the Bear uh, wreck, that was found in Florida, and for fifteen years that no one knew. Uh, I guess there was a marine biologist that um, was actually a relative of someone that had disappeared on the ship, and uh, after fifteen years of research and looking into it. They were finally able to determine that the ship that was found in Florida was the Cotopaxi. Mm. And the reason why I'm talking about this one is because up until two years ago, no one knew what happened to the Cotopaxi. As far as they knew, it had just vanished. And so did the crew. And in you know popular fiction, like I said, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they they actually you know say it was a victim of the Bermuda Triangle. And a lot of people have said this, that it was another one of those ships that happened to be sailing through the triangle and, and it disappeared. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind actually went as far as saying that the ship was found in the Gobi Desert and it was most likely 
aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens, um, man. But they were actually, I, I this one I thought was actually kind of cool to talk about because the fact that they were actually able to find the Cotopaxi after, you know, close to 100 years of it disappearing. You said they left South Carolina? Uh, yeah, Charleston. <coughs> and it was supposed to be going to Havana. And so it just made it there to St. Augustine and looks like took it. a dump. So the, one of the reasons they were kind of, they figured that this probably didn't have anything to do with Bermuda Triangle is because I think they were able to kind of pinpoint the location of the stress call. And uh, like I said, through this dude's research over the course of 15 years or so, they were able to determine that this Cotopaxi was just, Stuck on the on the shore somewhere. Hmm. I'm surprised they weren't able to identify this ship earlier if they found it 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's for, I don't know if it's like the because the ship went missing in 1925. It was found in like 85, so 60 years later. What part of Florida did you say? Yeah, Saint so Augustine. 60 years of deteriorating. Yeah. Yeah, deterioration and and you know, any markings and stuff been worn off. Like the only especially marking were the bear claw marks. <laughs> especially if it was in Florida, like how many tropical storms or hurricanes possibly hit that ship over sixty years? Exactly. So yeah, it took a, a marine biologist close to fifteen years before they were actually able to identify it as the Cotopaxi. I was just kind of look on the map to get the, so yeah. Uh, so Cuba's south of Florida and St. Augustine is on the right coast or on the east coast of Florida. So it makes it you'd be on the path. That makes sense it'd be found near St. Augustine. But yeah, because it vanished and no one knew, like it just was chalked up as another one of those possible Bermuda Triangle ships. Um but it's it's kinda interesting to see that they were actually able to put in the research and, and find the ship. Yeah. So I thought that's cool because you don't hear about that a whole lot, right? Especially like this. This findings came out two years ago. Did you? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about it. Like I didn't really. See I mean, yes, but because I was maybe. doing research on Bermuda Triangle, that's the only reason. Otherwise, but, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it on the news or anything. Like, hey, this you know hundred year old ship has been identified. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. I haven't. Or you probably saw the headline and said, "I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I could see that. I could do that. Like, eh. Cotopaxi, like, what's that? What about celebrity news? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on with Kim Kardashian? Yeah, what's the Kardashians doing? That's what I really want to know. I think there's a show for that. Keeping up with the Kardashians? You'd know. <laughs> you would know. Probably. I don't know who the Kardashians are and what they do, but they have a show that's keeping up with them. They do sexy stuff. Yeah, they're all do sexy. They? <laughs> oh, I should watch. <laughs> All right, what else you got there? I got the the ship, ghost ship, the Carol A. Deering. Who did she swallow? Uh, who swallowed her? <laughs> I like how they love naming after women, the ships. I know. Well, yeah, all like, the it's romantic. I like The it. Queen Mary. I like it. I think it's romantic. Well, if you notice, even cars, cars are all girls, too. Yeah, no one yeah. wants to write a dude. <laughs> no, don't say that. We agree. Unless it's the SS... Patrick Wilson. <laughs> like, no, no one's, I was the seaman on board the SS Steve. <laughs> like, 
on the SS Patrick Wilson. All ships are female because <laughs> they get boarded. I don't know. There's the Black Pearl, though. That was mm. a real ship. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real ship. Seven Seas. Um, well, tell us about good old Carol Deering. Oh, it was a Sooner. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a Sooner. Um, it was about the same time, actually. It was in 1921, I think, is when this one disappeared. Um, and it had a small crew. It was only something like 19 people. Um, but it, it went out to do stuff. It was supposed to, I don't think this one did a distress call either. I think it just kind of disappeared. But from what I understand, they actually found this ship as well. And it was abandoned. There was just nobody on it. How many people were supposed to be on it? I think it was 19. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, stuff. It just disappeared. <laughs> to thin air. Yeah, it's in the thin air, ghost. And then they uh, found aliens. it. And then they and found then, it. They did find it. Um, so yeah, it was 1920. It set off from Puerto Rico and arrived at the Newport. One of the News points of the Bermuda Triangle to pick up coal. So mm-hmm. the, what I'm getting from these Maybe stories coal is haunted. Are, don't don't uh, deliver coal. Well, they're coal. just getting like bad coal. It's combustible, and as soon as it gets wet, boom, it just blows up. Because <laughs> it gets wet. Wet coal. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a thing now. <laughs> Only in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the moon has to be right and the eels have to be having sex. Yes. As soon as the eels are mating. But eels don't have uh, sex. The ore is combustible. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a well friction known. of the eels. It causes something in the air. <laughs> and ore, combustible. Probably. Moisture probably does something too. <laughs> this one, I guess they... Uh, their captain, Captain Merritt, uh, on the way to its destination, uh, he got ill, really sick, and decided to turn the ship around and go into port in uh, Delaware and to drop off Merritt and his son. Um, and then they were supposed to, after they dropped him off, they are supposed to go down to Rio and arrive in September 8th, I think is when they end up Ended up in Rio, and it got there. They picked up the cargo, no problems. And then on the way back, uh, it says December 2nd, they left and stopped for supplies in Barbados. Um, Sounds familiar. The first <laughs> mate got drunk in town and complained mm-hmm. uh, of the snow, that he could not discipline the crew um, without someone interfering. And I think they eventually set back out um later that that year um the next time it was saw seen was at cape lookout light ship off of north carolina on january 28th 1921 um i guess there was a storm off cape fear and they asked the ship's owners uh to be notified and they said the 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 uh Someone took the note down. Jacobson took the note down, and but they never reported it. Took what note down? That the ship was um, lost. So the, uh, I'm lost. I'm lost too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, am I in the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> we we are. Well, what year so, is this? Nineteen twenty-two, twenty-one. <laughs> so like I said, it was it was spotted off of uh, Cape Lookout, North Carolina. 
The light keeper, the light ship's keeper, Captain Jacobson, reported that a tall, thin man with reddish hair and a foreign accent speaking through a megaphone told him the vessel had lost anchors in a storm off of Cape Fear and asked the owners of the ship. I totally skipped like half of that. My bad. (laughs) Uh, So this dude with the, the megaphone was asking that the owners of the GG Deering Company be notified that their ship was no anchors and they were lost. Um, so this dude, the, on the, um, light ship, like made note of this, but he was unable to get the report out. So his radio wasn't working. So he wasn't actually able to notify the Deering company that the ship was, you know, where it was at. Um, he said that he noticed that the crew seemed to be milling around on the quarter deck of the ship, uh, an area where they're usually not allowed uh, the following afternoon, the crew of another vessel transiting the area spotted the Deering sailing a course that would take it directly onto the Diamond Shoals. Uh, they, however, saw no one on the ship's deck and didn't attempt to hail the Sooner, assuming her crew would spot the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse or the Diamond Shoals lightship and change course to avoid wrecking the Shoals. Um, and that was, like, the last time... Anyone like saw it really? And then they ended up finding it recently. Um, this one I don't know. I don't know when they found it, but uh, I think it might have just been it ran ashore. Oh. Um, after this, because like I said, it was going straight to the Diamond Shoals. But so the whole crew ended so up missing. The whole missing, crew, though? yeah, the whole crew ended up missing. Like they have no idea what happened to any of them. Hmm. That is weird, though. So, yeah, it was just, like I said, that one ship, they saw it. There was no one on the deck, and they just figured, they didn't try to hail them or anything. They just figured, you know, they would see the light ship or they would see the lighthouse and, and correct the course. And I guess it just ran aground. And, and the crew on the light the entire ship, crew, they were just like, they had no anchors. They couldn't, like, slow down or stop yeah. or anything. So, and Did then they not I guess have any... when, they, they, when they got to the ship and they found the wreckage, there's just nobody there. So they didn't have any lifeboats back then? Uh, I guess not. Depends 19. how big it is. If it's not it was big. just a sooner. It was, you know, in 1921 is when this happened. So I have no idea. Maybe they, this, I mean, now they there could are have got them on lifeboats. Maybe this, these are the reasons why they're now required. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. More spooky tales. All right. The next one is about this sailor named Joshua. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but Slocum, I believe is his last name. Uh, he's born in Novish. Nova Scotia in a port, basically lived off of ports and sailing his whole life. Uh, interesting thing about him is he is the first person to sail around the world. So this was this guy is a pretty interesting guy. Um, so kind of his story, he is one of oh I think I read eleven kids, and he's been trying to run away from home. And after uh, his mother died. I think it might have been giving birth to one of his his last sibling. I can't remember, but anyway, that's when that was when he's like, "All right, I'm out of here now." So he left when he was 16 and became a seaman. Just went out on the seas with one of his best friends, and he had just been sailing ever since he was 16. At this point, at age 18, he became a second mate, and between the ages of his 20s to 40s, he had he was the master of eight ships, four of which he owned. So he started doing pretty well for himself. Um, actually became known as one of the best sailors in the world at this point. Um, and during 
during those you know 30 years he'd been sailing in just those time he had many he encountered many hardships during the ships that he was you know the master of they came across sickness um uh disease sea bears shipwrecks they didn't come across sea bears but they did come across pirates which he did kill a pirate he went to trial he was um i can't remember what it was called but not found guilty acquitted I can't remember if that's was that what the word. About. It could have been. Um, he himself had seven children. All of them were either born at sea or at a foreign port. Like his whole life has just been out to sea. Again, he was listed as probably one of the best sailors in all and all time. The land and Captain Jack Sparrow. July. He's better than Captain Jack. No, he's better than Captain Jack. Joshua Slocum is. I'll tell oh, you okay. that. <laughs> Joshua Slocum, Jack yep. Sparrow, same initials. Oh, could interesting. Be the same guy. It's a, what's it called uh, when they mix the words around? An anagram? Yes, yeah. But anyway, uh, July 1895, he set sail uh, to go, you know, to, to go around the world. Um, from July 1895 to June 1898, so basically three years, he circum, uh, circumnavigated the globe of 46 thousand miles um his his wife did pass away and he remarried um his his wife though she like like i said seven of his kids were either born at sea or at a foreign port his first wife was all about the sailing life she was she was all about it um his second wife not so much um i mean it was his cousin so that's you know Ew. yeah <laughs> um also so born she wasn't she wasn't quite the sailor so they you know they had a house out, out in martha's vineyard and during the cold winter months he would he would leave he would go out to like the bahamas the caribbean he would just would go somewhere else during the winters he would set sail for somewhere else and um in nine, 1899 so a year after he had circumnavigated the the world he wrote his book it was a a national bestseller, still known today, is called "Sailing Alone Around the World." It's it's a, a bestseller. He he made a lot of his money when he wasn't sailing, doing lectures and speeches about sailing and so forth. And in November 1909, at the age of 65, he left his home in Massachusetts, was going to the West Indies, just a regular trip that he takes uh, because again, he's I think he's just escaping the winter. And he was going to go to the West Indies and do his own thing. And, he, you know, his wife, not again, his his second wife at the time was not a big, was not big into the sailing. So she was just staying behind at their home. Uh, he was going to take off. And this man who was proclaimed to be one of the best sailors in the world was just never seen from again. Just vanished. A, a trip that he takes often, again, like every year. And he's been sailing his whole life. And a year after this voyage or no i take it back about 10 years after he wrote his book is when he went took this trip and was never seen from again so spooky aliens spooky. Do you know what happened really zeros flat and he just sailed right off the edge he, he, he got to the edge he found, he the, edge. found the edge so when he circumnavigated the world, he's like, here's the edge. I found it. I know where to go. And off he went. And then he's like, I'll, I'll just do it. <laughs> Don't dare me. I'll do it. Prove the earth was flat. And, you know, back then, conspiracy theories were frowned upon. So the government disappeared him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He sailed off. He, he knew the people. truth. And he was going to tell people that the earth is flat. 
And they said, we'll have none of that. Yeah. We want people to think the world's... They pushed them over. <laughs> pushed them over the edge, literally. <laughs> like, enjoy space. <laughs> Slocum. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have the Bermuda Triangle, flat earth. Ah, okay, that makes sense. That's the center they just <laughs> sail right off of that. That's where the edge is. Yeah. The, the middle of Bermuda Triangle, right in the dead center. Where we travel frequently. Yep. Well, anyway, those are some interesting stories of missing ships from the Bermuda Triangle. So far, I think the the Ellen Austin is probably the spookiest one. That's that's weird. That they found it abandoned, boarded it. Yeah. That, well, that schooner. Gone. Yeah, the schooner that the Ellen Austin found. Yeah. That's crazy. Boarded it, disappeared. Boarded again, disappeared. They're like, all right, we'll just leave it alone. And it's still out there today. Yeah. Waiting for people to board it. I wonder if there are just a bunch of floating ships out there. Yeah. That's a good point. Get the drones out. We should do a sweep of the ocean. Let's go collect all the ships. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds like a job for the EVP podcast. Yes. Sounds like something we can do. We'll get our alien (laughs) friends aboard. On board. They'll help us scour the We know aliens, so, yeah. (laughs) All right. Interesting. Do you guys think the Bermuda Triangle's haunted? Haunted? Haunted. I, don't know I mean, about if that. there's if there's like ghost ships floating around out there, there's just ghosts holding on to abandoned boards, just floating out at sea still. Well, you know, we just said there's possibly ships just floating around out there intact. I mean, there could be ghosts on the ships. Yeah, that's why it's a ghost <laughs> ship. It's crewed by the ghosts. And yeah, they're, and they're taking all the people. I mean, that's a good movie. I mean, this the whole Ellen Austin and that schooner that it found. That's a good movie right there. That would be a good movie. I'd watch that. Who needs to make it? We can make it. Oh, Mike, <laughs> okay, yeah, Michael, we can make it. <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah. We have iPhones. <laughs> iPhones can make movies. Or uh, or uh, my Stephen King is better on my Galaxy. Stephen King can make that movie. Yeah. He doesn't do cocaine anymore, so I don't know if he'll make a good one. Let's give him some cocaine. <laughs> okay. We can also that's another mission we can do. <laughs> get Stephen King back on cocaine. Yeah, let's get him back to on make the this wagon. movie. We're coming for you. Give him the story of the Ellen Austin. Like we do we got a story for you. <laughs> Man, they'd be like, oh, it's the EVP guys. Oh, I'm gonna Huge do it. fan. Huge fan of you guys. <laughs> you guys bring some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm ready to write this story. <laughs> All right. But how does it end? I don't know. He's not good at those. I can tell you how it ends. I have it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll find a way to make it not end. Or end weirdly. Yeah, you definitely screw that up. Just blow it up. Yes. All right. Fire. And my Shyamalan. Use the twist. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good one. He'd be a good one for this, for that movie. What Called would be the, the twist? Aliens. Aliens. Duh. Or the school. No, he's your done mom. <laughs> Swallowing everybody. <laughs> 306 people. Nine? 309. Yeah. All at once. That's amazing. <laughs> well, that sounds more like a Brazzers video. Go see, don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Oh, he mateys. 